0: So we have been thinking that, you know, in this (coughs) new covenant life, one of the wonderful things (coughs) is to know God as Father
1: and and to
0: show this world that God is a loving Father. (coughs) And that's what Jesus demonstrated, not just in words, but by his life. (coughs) He was never in a panic. Once so many people grabbed him and took him to the top of a cliff to throw him down.
1: Once,
0: Once he was in a boat and it looked as if the uh, waves and the storm would drown them all.
1: But
0: he was perfectly at rest
1: <clears throat>
0: because he knew the Father.
1: The Bible says
0: that as Jesus is, so are we in this world.
1: It's, It's not
0: just talking about the Father and our teaching that God is a Father. It's in those difficult situations in life that we discover whether we know God is a Father or not. (coughs) We have to thank God for such situations because that's the time we discover perhaps all our knowledge of God the Father is not really means anything. Uh, We can say that uh, we pray to the Father. But for Jesus, the presence of the Father was so real.
1: uh,
0: See, we live in a world with tremendous insecurity. And to know that God cares for me exactly like He cared for Jesus.
1: Mm -hmm. If
0: my goal in life is the same as the goal of Jesus. See, we can't claim that the angels will protect us in all our ways if we go our own way. (coughs) If you can say, Lord, I have only one goal in life.
1: (laughs) To do your will on earth
0: in my earthly life. That's my passion. I work to earn my living but my goal in life is to do your will. I work so that I don't become a beggar dependent on others. (laughs) But my goal in life is to complete my course and do your will before I leave this earth. Whether you can say that or not, I don't know, because that's up to you. I can honestly say that that's what I've said to God for 40 years. I, I say today what I said 40 years ago. I said, Lord, I'm not interested in making money. I am not interested in fame, not in the world, not in Christian circles.
1: I am not
0: interested in being a preacher. Or an elder or anything. I want to fulfill your will in my life before I leave this earth. He who does the will of God will abide forever, the Bible says. I want to abide forever. The world and its passions will pass away. So, if you can honestly say that,
1: Before God,
0: you can be sure that God's power will back you up completely, but if you've got other ambitions also, I'm not saying you'll go to hell, but I don't know whether God will be able to back you up completely. See, sometimes we find our satisfaction that we are associated with some godly people. Some people like to boast that they belong to CFC.
1: Because that
0: gives them a certain respect and reputation Oh, we belong to a church that preaches holiness. But they themselves have no desire to live a holy life. It's like the Pharisees told John the Baptist our father was Abraham. You know, friend of God, we are connected with him. And John the Baptist said, that doesn't impress me. Abraham is okay, but where are you fellas? There is no virtue in being associated with a church or a person or any such thing who is a godly person, church or a godly person. God doesn't say, okay, all people in your group, I'll fill you all with the Holy Spirit.
1: He can't do it.
0: He may fill one person with the Holy Spirit and another person over there because it's an individual thing. But Jesus could never have accomplished his ministry if he was not anointed with the Holy Spirit. He was born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on Mary and His body was created. And into that body Jesus came from heaven. And He lived such a holy life. But before He went out into His ministry,
1: He prayed
0: while He was being baptized. He prayed that he would be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he was anointed. Then he went out into the ministry.
1: You see that in Luke
0: chapter 3
1: and verse 21.
0: Jesus also was baptized and while he was praying the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him. So we know what he was praying for because Jesus' prayers were always answered immediately. Yeah, here it is. The Holy Spirit descended on him. That's what he was praying for. He came as a man. And so he lived as a man. And he told us, Your Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him.
1: Luke 11, 13.
0: It's the same thing for him.
1: He, he asked,
0: Father, I can't go out in this ministry without not being anointed with the Holy Spirit.
1: And God answered,
0: Are you sure, my brother, that God... God has anointed you with the Holy
1: Spirit.
0: And much more important than that, that today you are living under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Supposing I were to go to King Saul.
1: Say, so were you
0: anointed with the Holy Spirit?
1: I say, ah,
0: sure. I remember that date. Samuel prophesied the Spirit of God would come upon me and I'd become another man. And it actually happened. Spirit of God came upon me and I became another man. But Saul, are you anointed today? He thought he was. Because that happened some years ago,
1: but it had, had gone.
0: Okay, let's ask Lucifer. Lucifer, were you anointed Lucifer by God? Sure.
1: <laughs>
0: Says in Ezekiel 28, anointed. Are you anointed today? Oh, I've got these gifts, see these supernatural gifts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm not impressed with the gifts. Are you anointed? He's not anointed. Has he got gifts? Fantastic gifts, supernatural gifts. Do you know the distinction between having gifts and being anointed? The devil has gifts.
1: Demons have got
0: supernatural powers. But they're not anointed. Today, you need to distinguish between a preacher who's got gifts and a preacher who's anointed. Can, an, can you make that distinction? The anointing brings not only gifts, but grace. There's no grace in the devil. And there's no grace in many preachers today who have gifts. And if you can't make that distinction, you will be deceived thoroughly.
1: Thousands
0: of Christians are being deceived left, right and center today. The devil himself can come and manifest these gifts, they will be deceived. Think of the things that are going on in Christendom today. They ask for money, they push people down, they bark, they yell, they scream, everything is Holy Spirit.
1: Hey,
0: what a low level of discernment there is in Christendom today. And who are the people criticizing all this? who are not baptized in the Holy Spirit themselves, who got nothing, no power, no grace, nothing. They are defeated by sin in their life. They don't have any mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit in their life. They criticize this. Whom shall we follow? That's the tragedy of Christendom today. What these people are saying about those people is right. But these people are not much in their life either. You can criticize what you see on a television screen, Christian television. But do you have something to offer which is superior and better? Otherwise, a lot of people will be attracted to that. Jesus had something to offer. And that's where we need to really seek God. See, the Bible speaks about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire. (coughs) Words that are used here, fire. Jesus said, I came to bring a fire on the earth, and how I wish that fire were burning.
1: Hmm. He said, rivers of
0: living water have to flow out of my believers.
1: He he used
0: words like that. You know, uh, if uh, if you read the history of the ancient civilizations, And you look at maps of where these ancient civilizations used to gather. They always used to gather around rivers. Like in India, the Godavari or Krishna and all the centuries there'd be people around it.
1: And in the
0: Thar desert in Rajasthan, nobody is there.
1: Why? Why?
0: Yeah. Who told them to go to these rivers? They wanted water. So, that's how Jesus expected the church to be. To... Those who are seeking for a godly life, I mean, if it's just a matter of gathering crowds, there are so many cults that gather crowds. One of the fastest growing religions in the world today is Islam. We've got billions of people.
1: So I'm not just talking
0: about numbers. There are huge, you can gather a huge church if you don't preach the cross. I'm talking about those who are hungering after godliness.
1: Those who are
0: hungering after godliness will come around the river. Not many people followed Jesus, but those who sought after godliness all came there. I'm not worried if a lot of people don't come to our church. But I've often thought of it like this. Supposing there was a very upright man living in this town like Job or Elijah or someone.
1: And he he lived in this
0: area. And Sunday morning he would walk past our church and go somewhere else. That would really disturb me.
1: And
0: this is not one of these worldly people who are just interested in prosperity or things like that. This is a man who really wants to live an overcoming life. And he walks right past our church and goes somewhere else. I would say, Lord, what's wrong with us? I mean, if people who are not interested in godliness don't come, that doesn't disturb me one bit.
1: But someone who
0: is interested in godliness walks right past our church and goes somewhere else. I mean, he may be very kind and courteous and not tell me the real reason. But he feels he won't get anything here. It would bring me on my face before God, say, Lord, show us where we have failed. My desire is that within a certain radius here, those who understand English in this area, Everyone who is desiring a godly life, should come here. If they can find a more godly life somewhere else, I tell them, brother, tell me where that church is. I want to come and see it.
1: If if they tell me
0: there's better music there, I say, please go. I'm not interested. Or other attractions. But godliness, that you can live a whole year life by going somewhere else. I say, brother, tell me which church that is. I want to know it. I will never ask you to come to this church if you can, if you can find a, another place where you can live a whole year life.
1: Never. I'll
0: never do it. I'll be, I'll be against Jesus Christ if I do that. So, uh, my question is, are all the people in this area who are seeking a godly life coming here or not?
1: Some may not
0: come because the language is not the same,
1: because they don't, they
0: don't understand English. Okay, that can understandable. In the place where your church is located, Is everyone who is really desiring a godly life coming to your church?
1: I'm not
0: talking about those who clap their hands and love good singing and all that. those who really want to live a godly life? If not, what is the reason? Is it because, like those civilizations, they don't find water, so they don't come there. They don't go to the desert, but they go where there's water. I believe there's a great need for us to judge ourselves. It's no use saying, oh, we're connected with CFC, come to our church. All those who are blessed by Brother Zach's books, who you're in this town, this is the place to come. You have to come here, whether the service is boring or not, you have to come here. What a stupid way to gather people. (laughs) And some people come on that basis, but they don't get anything. (laughs) The failure is with
1: us,
0: (laughs) who are leaders, who are
1: elders. (laughs) And it's
0: perhaps because we have not really been baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire.
1: We got some experience. First
0: of all, I don't know whether it is genuine. I'll give you my personal opinion. Mm. Paul once said, this is not what the Lord says, it's my opinion.
1: So, here is
0: my opinion. Ninety percent of the so-called baptisms in the Holy Spirit that I have come across are not genuine.
1: And more than
0: 95 percent of the tongues I have heard in my life is definitely not from the Holy Spirit. So, I ask myself, what have these people
1: experienced? It
0: doesn't deliver them from the love of money. A lot of them go to immorality, worse than old covenant people. And they are all such worldliness in their churches. The entertainment and music and all that. Is this the Holy Spirit?
1: So when what is our
0: calling in the midst of all this?
1: You have often heard me say it's better
0: to light a candle than to curse the darkness. It's easy to curse the darkness.
1: That's wrong. Agreed.
0: This is also wrong. Agreed. And that third one, that's also wrong. It's, this is some, one wrong here, that's another wrong, that's another wrong there. Okay, it's like saying, there's no light in that candle.
1: That
0: one no, no light. That one no light, that one all these hundred churches,
1: all darkness.
0: Fine, agreed with you. What about your church? Is there a light there? Is there the fire there, the fire of God? When people come to your church, do their hearts burn within them?
1: See, I have always
0: taken this for myself anyway, as the guideline for my life.
1: Luke 24. You know this
0: passage. It says about, it says that they... Said to each other these two people,
1: verse 32,
0: who had walked with Jesus,
1: Uh, let me ask
0: you, I just want to check how many of you study the Bible carefully. How long was Jesus' sermon on that Emmaus road? Have you heard me say that? (laughs) It's two hours, right?
1: Uh,
0: Where does it say that, you say? Bible study. (laughs) Verse 13. (laughs) Emmaus is seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were not running. That's why I say two hours. We walk at about 3 miles an hour. 7 miles means about 11 kilometers. And uh, it's difficult to go more than about 5 kilometers an hour.
1: So it's probably more
0: than 2 hours, maybe even 2.5, I don't know. And all that he was speaking was scripture. He wasn't, he wasn't talking about psychology or politics or any such
1: thing. He
0: went through the entire Old Testament, verse
1: 27.
0: Beginning with Moses and all the prophets.
1: He went to Genesis,
0: he went to Isaiah, he went to Jeremiah.
1: And he explained,
0: he was teaching concerning himself and all the scriptures. And at the end of it they said in verse 32 were not our hearts burning within us? I said Lord that's amazing. How do you know whether Jesus is speaking in a meeting?
1: Whether it's 15 minutes
0: or two and a half hours our hearts will burn. That is what the baptism of fire
1: does.
0: (coughs) A fire that other people catch that fire too. That is the evidence that the fire is in your life. (coughs) If you are a preacher, not all are called to be preachers. So, If you're not going to be a preacher, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit as a mother, you'll be just a burning mother for Christ.
1: So, I'm not saying
0: everybody who's baptized in the Holy Spirit will be a preacher. But I'm saying that to you because more than 90% of you preach. And some of you preach. Long sermons in your churches.
1: <laughs>
0: I hope everybody's heart is burning
1: <laughs> with the fire,
0: fire of God,
1: <clears throat>
0: and not burning with the desire for the meeting to be over. Do you feel? Do you have you ever felt? I want to ask you. Have you ever felt after you went home on a Sunday meeting, Oh, today my message is all dead. Have you ever felt like that? And if you did, did you judge yourself? Did you ever feel at the end of a meeting, I was just hitting out at everybody today.
1: You know,
0: I'm convinced That many of us, dear brothers, our ministry of the word does not improve because of one reason. We don't judge ourselves after we speak God's
1: word.
0: Let me give you my testimony. I judge myself after every single message I give. I have done that for years. And many times I am convicted. Lord, there is something there which is not right.
1: This, This
0: other thing, this little thing was not right.
1: (coughs) <coughs> it's, it's like, it's like a
0: mother who wants to prepare a perfect meal for her children. Oh, that's, that's like a little bit more salt there.
1: Or it was a little less.
0: Or here, they should have, ah, it's a little too hot, it shouldn't have made it so hot.
1: <coughs> or this other, this other
0: spice if I add it will really make it nice. You know, I've sat enjoying fantastic meals that some sisters have made in their homes. And And I always ask myself, do I take as much trouble to make a good meal like that for God's people? See, nothing comes without effort. Many of you are working in certain jobs. Can you think of the amount of effort you took to get a degree to get that job? You didn't just go to sleep and get a degree.
1: How hard you worked. For what? to get a job, to earn some money, to take care of your children. How hard
0: you tried to various... applied so many places to get a job somewhere. Imagine... If we put in that much effort also to serve God's people, can you imagine what the quality of our ministry will
1: be? To seek
0: for the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I believe the reason why I'm saying this is it's when we see our lack that we will turn to God for the power of His Holy Spirit.
1: He says, I'll, I'll
0: pour water upon him that is thirsty, it says.
1: So, I've got to first
0: realize that I'm thirsty. I'm not able to satisfy the needs of other people. You know, there's one parable that Jesus spoke in relation to the Holy Spirit. One very clear parable.
1: It's...
0: Probably the only parable that Jesus spoke in relation to the baptism in the Holy Spirit.
1: And that's from Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11.
0: And verses
1: 5 to 13.
0: Now, how do we know that this is about seeking for the power of the Holy Spirit? Because at the end of that, he said, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So he was talking about asking the Father for the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: So this is very
0: important because it's the only parable where he spoke about that. And what is it? The parable is, a friend of mine has come to my house and I don't have any food to give him. Lord, I have to speak in the meeting. Uh, Twenty, thirty, forty, fifty friends, a hundred friends have come. I don't have anything to give them.
1: Uh, I've got plenty.
0: But I don't know what to give them.
1: So, what does he do? He goes to
0: his neighbor's house and and knocks and knocks and knocks. Doesn't get anything. Knocks and knocks and knocks. No reply. He says, I'm not going to go. I have to get. And he got. Because of his persistence, it says in verse 8, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And he said in verse 9, So I say to you, ask like this, you'll get. Seek like this, and you'll find. Knock like this, it'll open. The door will be opened. Because everyone who asks like this receives. Those who don't ask like this don't receive.
1: Everyone who seeks like this finds. Those who don't
0: seek like this man sought, they don't find. Those who casually come and say, Lord, I'd like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No reply. Anyway, you stand for the meeting, I have to go. You'll not receive. You go another day and knock. Lord, you remember last week I said I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No reply. Okay, I suppose that's it. Lord, I claim it by faith. I got it.
1: I've got it, Lord, I've got it.
0: Okay. It's sad. And how do we know you got nothing? Because you set before the people an empty plate.
1: Ah, Eat these loaves. Loaves, where are they? There's
0: nothing there. Because you never sought God earnestly. And yet, the word is, if you seek like this, you'll get as much as you need. But you have to ask like this. It means you have to have such a concern for that poor fellow who is hungry. We must have such a concern for the need of those people to whom God has called us to be a shepherd. That is the main thing he said in relation to the Asking the father for the Holy Spirit.
1: And then he said,
0: do you think the father will deny you?
1: You're asking for
0: something good.
1: And And then
0: people said, be careful brother. You don't know there are a lot of spirits in the world, you don't know what you'll get, some evil spirit you may get if you pray.
1: And then
0: they tell you all these imaginary stories of somebody who got something.
1: Oh, brother,
0: you know what happened when that fellow went to that Pentecostal meeting there? He went all out of his head after that. Oh, I say, okay, I've got to be careful in this business of asking God. God, I'll knock and say, okay, just make sure there's not an evil spirit or something coming upon me. (laughs) Jesus said, you're going to your father? He's going to give you a snake?
1: That's what he said. You think he'll give you a
0: snake, verse 11?
1: You think he'll give you a scorpion?
0: You evil fathers
1: <laughs>
0: know how to give good gifts to your children. Verse 13.
1: How much, how
0: much more your heavenly father
1: will give the Holy Spirit those who are
0: Dear brothers, I want to encourage you. Don't be satisfied with a the theology. <clears throat> I grew up in the Brethren Assembly as a a young believer. I was baptized there. One thing I thank God for. They taught me to study the Word. really study the Word. I thank God for that because when I studied the Word I found the baptism of the Holy Spirit there.
1: (laughs) And
0: And there's a gift of tongues right now. But they never taught me that. They said, you got everything when you were saved. I tried to believe that, that I got everything when I was saved. I had to convince myself very hard that I got everything when I was saved. (laughs) Because it didn't look like that in my life. I felt I was like Peter.
1: Before the day of Pentecost. I, I was
0: certainly not like Peter after the day of Pentecost.
1: And, and I
0: felt I was missing something. Within about three years of my conversion, within about a year and a half after my water baptism,
1: I said, there's
0: something missing.
1: I don't know what it is. And this
0: brethren theology will not satisfy me. Hey, show me this verse, the other verse, the other verse, the other verse, and the other verse, the other it."
1: And I get all
0: brainwashed as a young believer and say, "Okay, I got it." But after one or two days, i say, it. doesn't appear as if i have got it. <laughs> And then I go somewhere else to some Pentecostal church. They say, come on, say, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah,
1: Hallelujah. And I see everybody working
0: up their emotions.
1: And then, you know, you keep on
0: saying any word, Hallelujah or Bangalore or anything. You say, keep on saying it after some time.
1: <laughs> after
0: some time, your mouth will trip and say something else. <laughs>
1: Ah, brother, you got it. You got no, it. Now okay. Okay. Oh, you got it.
0: I didn't go for that, also. You can try it. Bangalore, 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 Bangalore. You keep on saying it sometime, after some time. <laughs>
1: it doesn't have to be Hallelujah. It's all
0: a deception. You think there apostles in the upper room which were saying, Jerusalem, 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 Alleluia, Jerusalem. What are deceptions in Christendom?
1: One, One
0: Pentecostal pastor asked me to say that. I said, sorry, I'm not going to say it.
1: He
0: got angry with me and I left. I never saw him again. I got into my room and I said, Lord, I'm not happy with this and I'm not happy with that.
1: I don't want I don't want a
0: theological explanation.
1: I don't want an emotional counterfeit. I want the,
0: I want the power that came on Jesus Christ the yes. River Jordan. I want the power that came upon Peter, James, John and the other apostles in the upper room. And I don't care if it takes ten years, I'm going to wait. But I don't want to prove to somebody I joined the club. I want the real thing. Have you sought God like that? I prayed, I wept, I cried out to God. And I can't explain this from the Bible.
1: But I sort of seem
0: to get it in stages what other people got immediately.
1: I can't explain it. But
0: God touched me in some way. But I I didn't seem to get everything. It's like, you know, you want to you go and buy a ten volume live uh, encyclopedia.
1: the you come home, you
0: find hey, there's only eight volumes here. What happened to the other two?
1: You you
0: can't say you got nothing.
1: You got something, but something is still missing. <laughs> So, I can't...
0: So, way back in 63, I got something, but I couldn't say I got everything.
1: I mean, it did
0: make a difference in my ministry. But after some time, I found a need for volume 9 and volume 10, which was missing and because I didn't have that I became a backslider and so I began to seek God again I said God you got to give me the fullness of the Holy
1: Spirit
0: have you sought God like that do you feel a desperate need or has some group brainwashed you theologically saying, you got it, brother.
1: Or, somebody giving you an emotional
0: counterfeit and say, you got it. Or, or somebody does another method also, just claim it, brother, claim it, you got it. It's my faith. It's my faith. I know it's my faith. I hope You got something real. By their fruit you shall know them. Jesus' entire ministry was changed after that day.
1: His entire ministry was
0: changed. From that day, he didn't become holier when he was 31 compared to when he was 29. No. He was holy when he was 25. He was holy when he was 12.
1: And he was holy when he was 32. But after
0: the age of 30, and he was anointed with the Holy Spirit,
1: something happened
0: that came forth in his ministry. Supernatural something. You know, supposing you had met Jesus when he was 25 years old. And you visited him one evening in his house. And says, Jesus, you don't know who he is. You just say, Jesus, "Ah, I heard you know something about God. Can you talk to me?
1: And supposing he spoke to you for half an hour.
0: You think he'd have been boring? Not at all. He'd have shared some wonderful things about God. You know, you can share some wonderful things without being anointed with the Holy Spirit. But even such a person who had walked with God for 30 years needed the anointing of the Holy
1: Spirit.
0: And I have met different people in my life. Some know clearly the theology of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, some don't know it. But I I have never met anyone who I felt had an effective ministry for God who was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Some don't believe that theology.
1: But they had the experience
0: without knowing what it was. I met people like that in the Baptist sort of situations, in the Baptist theology type of people.
1: See, it's it's
0: like Cornelius, he was a heathen, he didn't know anything about the Bible. Suddenly one day he started speaking in tongues. This chap is not even a Christian. He's just born again right now, two seconds ago. He's not even baptized. And suddenly he starts speaking in tongues and he's baptized (laughs) in the Holy Spirit.
1: And supposing there was
0: nobody around to teach him. He then wondered, what is that that hit me just now? And if some brethren people were there, emotions of probably the devil, just renounce it and forsake it. But thank God there were no brethren people there.
1: But Peter was there, who himself had experienced it. He says, hey, I'll tell you what this is. You got baptized in the Holy Spirit, man. So he got his
0: theology right from day one.
1: But if he did
0: not have the right person to teach him who had had the same experience himself. And he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Supposing he was all alone and he got baptized in the Holy
1: Spirit. And he joined the
0: Baptist church in Caesarea. He would have grown up, baptized in the Holy Spirit, but believing Baptist theology.
1: So, so,
0: there are people like that,
1: <coughs>
0: whose theology is wrong, but who have really been anointed with the Holy Spirit. I have met people like that. But. Nobody can serve God in the New Covenant without the anointing of the Holy Spirit.
1: And if you're not sure of that, don't
0: think you qualify for eldership by coming for this meeting. (laughs) No, you don't even qualify for eldership if you're appointed an elder.
1: It It is the continuous anointing of the Holy Spirit
0: that we need. And there is an abundance in that to meet every need.
1: See, this verse
0: keeps on coming to my mind.
1: Psalm
0: 65 Verse
1: 9
0: Middle of that verse the river of God is full of water. The river of God is full of water.
1: It is always full.
0: And we can always go there and drink to our heart's content.
1: And enough
0: to give any number of people who come. You know the Bible begins like that.
1: Let me show you.
0: How the Bible begins and how the Bible ends. Genesis 1. God created a beautiful earth.
1: The devil brought sin
0: into that earth and the earth got corrupted.
1: So what does God do?
0: What does it say? The Holy Spirit began to move. Genesis 1 verse 2. That is what made the earth a beautiful earth.
1: The same thing happened to man. God
0: created man perfectly. The devil came and messed it up. The Spirit of God has to come and change man again. It was not possible till Jesus died and rose again. But once the Holy Spirit came on the day of
1: Pentecost, this operation
0: that took place in Genesis 1 can operate on us. Fruit came upon the earth.
1: Everything multiplied. And
0: God examined it and said, "Very good." And that's how it should be in our life.
1: That's Genesis
0: chapter one. Is a in a nutshell the whole Bible. You come to the end of the Bible. Last chapter. What do we read there? Again, it's the Holy Spirit. Revelation 22, 17. Now it is not the Holy Spirit alone like in Genesis 1.
1: Now it is the Spirit and the bride. You
0: You and the Holy Spirit.
1: Together. Saying to people, Come!
0: Anyone thirsty?
1: It's
0: not for everybody. Some are satisfied with their theology.
1: Okay. This is
0: not for you, brother. Your theology is convinced that you got everything.
1: Oh, okay. God
0: bless you, you sit where you are.
1: Some, some other fellow
0: got some emotional counterfeit by repeating Bangalore or Jerusalem or Halloween or something.
1: He's, he's happy. He's happy. Okay, that's also not for you. But
0: there's one brother there.
1: Thirsty. Oh God. I don't have
0: it. I heard enough of theology and emotional experience, but I don't have it.
1: Come, 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 come. You don't have to pay anything, (laughs) it's free. It's not only the Holy
0: Spirit, the Spirit and the Bride saying, come, drink of this water of life. Praise God. I believe the Lord is inviting us to come like that.
1: Throughout Scripture, this is the answer to your dead assembly.
0: Okay, let's see what's the answer for dead assembly.
1: Ezekiel 37.
0: Here is a dead assembly. The Lord takes Ezekiel to the valley of full of dry bones, it says in verse 1. They were very dry, verse 2. And the Lord says, Is there any hope for this church?
1: How many
0: bones but dry? And Ezekiel says, Lord, I don't know. I don't think there's much hope. (laughs) But you know, Lord.
1: Okay, he says, first of all, preach the Word. So he preached the Word. Do we
0: need the preaching of the Word?
1: Sure. That's what we're
0: doing right now.
1: Even in Genesis
0: 1, God's Word
1: every day God said God
0: said God said, God said, God, said, God, said God said and the Holy Spirit God said and the Holy Spirit God said and the Holy Spirit
1: that's what changed the earth in Genesis 1 so God's word
0: Lower dry, all the dry bones came together and the bones came together and there's flesh on top of it no first of all that didn't happen He says, say to them, I will bring life into you. And it says, all the bones came together in verse 7. And there were sinews and muscles and flesh and skin and everything. That means the word of God
1: has got all their doctrines
0: right. All doctrines are there. Let's see. Repentance. Faith. Water baptism. Yes, you got baptism of the Holy Spirit also, whether you know it or not, you got it.
1: You believe in the Lord's coming. Resurrection
0: from the dead and all
1: that.
0: Praise God, all ten fingers are there.
1: Okay, let's count the toes now. New
0: Testament pattern. Various things, you check, kidneys are there, everything is there. Brother, we are a New Testament church.
1: All the doctrines are here.
0: That's how it was. What is missing? (laughs)
1: Life is not (laughs) The
0: Lord says, this, this church needs something else, Brother,
1: he said, now
0: you've got to prophesy into the Spirit to come and breathe on them.
1: And the Spirit came on them. Verse 9. And
0: suddenly, they didn't become ordinary brothers. They became an army, it says in verse
1: 10. To
0: fight the devil and his demons.
1: And the army of the Lord,
0: the army of the Lord. You tell me, what is the difference between a bunch of dry bones and all the flesh on top of that now?
1: Is there
0: any difference? One is in one state of death and the other is in a greater state of death. That's all. When a person dies, his ten fingers are there.
1: Ten toes are there. Life
0: is gone. You leave him a little more like that, he'll become dry bones.
1: But both
0: are different states of death. And that is the condition of a lot of Christendom today.
1: Is there preaching of the
0: word? Oh yes, a lot of prophesying, 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 prophesying and as the rattling and the bones come together. You think noise makes Holy Spirit? No, no, no. Here's the noise, verse 7. Can you imagine? Bones are rattling together. What a lot of noise there is. So noise in an assembly doesn't mean anything. It's just the rattling of the bones, that's all. I'm not impressed by that. Where is the army of the Lord that fights against sin,
1: that fights against worldliness, fights the devil,
0: fights against the love of money, fights against everything contrary to God's word.
1: No, nothing. It's not there.
0: just rattling of
1: bones.
0: There's hope for a dead church. If you allow the Spirit to come in, let me show you one more example. In 2nd Kings, here's another picture of a church.
1: Chapter 4,
0: 2nd Kings chapter 4. Here's a widow. Jesus used the picture of a widow as a church, of the church as a widow. This widow comes to Elisha.
1: He says, my husband is dead. You know what a
0: good man he was, devoted to God. But he was in debt.
1: A lot of good
0: people are in debt. And now, my children are going to be slaves. A church whose children are slaves to sin. And Elisha said, well, how can I help you?
1: She
0: says, what have you got in your house? Oh, we've got nothing. Yeah, of course, we've got the Holy Spirit. A little oil. Elisha says, that's the answer to your need, man. That's the answer. Don't say it's nothing. That little jar of oil.
1: Go down the street and get all
0: the jugs and bowls and everything that you can get.
1: And pour. Pour and, and pour and pour, you pour you and you pour you're and pour. It will never finish. What?
0: And didn't finish.
1: <laughs>
0: and she said to her children, go and bring some more vessels.
1: No. everybody's need is met. Everybody's need was met.
0: What was the answer? That oil was a picture of the Holy Spirit. Throughout I could show you numerous examples in the Old Testament.
1: The Lord was teaching one message. A day is coming. Today it's
0: only pictured in oil and breath. But day is coming when the reality will come. When the Holy Spirit will fill you, you'll be an army.
1: And whoever
0: whoever comes to you with any need, the need will be met. The vessel will be full when he goes away from you.
1: You put a hundred
0: vessels there, in front, all hundred vessels will be filled. You put a thousand vessels there, the thousand vessels will be
1: filled.
0: What's the secret of it all? this jar of oil. Brothers, let's seek God. Not just today, but continuously for a mighty anointing and baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is the secret of Jesus' life. Let's pray.